0: This is Wayne. I, I like the little flavor you went with. Shazam!
1: <laughs> I, th- I, I thought, you know, we needed to invoke our magic word, you know, <laughs> or, or safe word. Yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> it really works both <laughs> ways. I was just waiting for someone to do the Gomer Pyle Shazam. That's right.
1: <laughs> Shazam, Shazam, Shazam.
0: <laughs> so
1: so we, we all went to the Fandango event on Saturday night to see the pre-screen of DCs or Warners or whoever, uh, all new Shazam, the, the, the newest superhero movie in the DCEU movie lineup. So one thing I thought was
2: kind of cool about the uh, the way they did the event was they gave away a code where you got two comic books that you could cash in on Comixology.
1: Yeah, that's nice. I like when they when they bundle up that stuff. I will say, uh, in the Fandango screening, I was a little disappointed that there wasn't. You know, sometimes you go to those. I don't know how many of you you you've been to, Wayne, but sometimes you go to one of those Fandango events. And they'll have like an interview with the cast or something, you know, you get to see the director or something like that. And, you know, while there was a little bit of a, hey, this is our movie, um, there wasn't, you know, much, much in, the, in that or wasn't anything in that direction. Uh, so it was a little disappointing. So this is the first event. I didn't know they did Fandango events. So this was the first of
2: those type of events I went to. And, yeah, there wasn't even a this is our movie in mind. Oh, really? I had yeah, a... I
0: got that one. I got, I, yeah. So it was like three Warner Brothers trailers. So there was like um, the Pikachu movie. And... Oh, that looks bad. Yeah. Oh, that looks
2: bad. Oh, I am that... so excited about Detective Pikachu. Oh, God. I am predicting this movie breaks a billion. Ooh. The
1: little online tra- trailer that Ryan Reynolds did where he's, you know, getting himself into the role. I thought that was hysterical. But the, the preview for the Pikachu movie <laughs> looks
0: terrible did you have it with
2: yours as i had it before mine too and uh as a pokemon fan it looks incredible and it looks like it follows the detective pikachu game pretty closely i'm predicting huge success for this movie
0: you're probably right but you know it's not my not my jam wayne yeah
2: there is definitely such a thing as not for me when it comes to movies
0: not my movie hashtag not my movie well I i uh <laughs> I uh, was
1: also amused to see that, you know, Eleven has stumbled out of the Upside Down and into a Godzilla movie. Yeah, you so know? I think, I, mean, she, I got that
0: one too. She's yeah, just to having... Her. A really bad, bad chunk of time there. I yeah. mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If there's some way we can get that girl to cry on camera, let let's let's just hire her.
1: <laughs> monsters down below, monsters stomping through the
0: city. It's just monsters, monsters, monsters. Yeah, yeah. So I, used to, I had both of those. I had one more, but it, I guess it didn't really. Uh, what was the other? Connect one? with me. I don't know. I feel like there was one more. But you know what's sad is that there's no DC movie far enough in the pipeline. Oh. Yeah, that they could advertise it. You know, usually with you know when when Avengers comes out, they will be able to advertise Spider Man. When Spider Man comes out, I'm sure they'll have a preview for something um, that just hasn't been announced yet. But uh, you know, with DC, like they're like, oh, you know, we don't have really anything on the docket until Birds of Prey next year, I guess. See,
2: what they could have done that they didn't was advertise the DC streaming service. Yeah, they could true. have made a trailer for one of those shows. And I'm actually but...
0: surprised they didn't. That's a good point. You know, considering this event was specifically for Shazam. I am kind of surprised that they didn't have something along those lines.
1: You know, we, we need we need to get uh, Wayne and marketing over there at uh, you know Warner Studios. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, but yeah, so this was an opportunity to see Shazam uh-huh. two uh-huh. weeks early. Um, you know, it comes out officially uh, first weekend of April and and has a nice couple of weeks before um, Avengers pops in and and demolishes the box office. So it has. It looks like it has. Two weekends to itself, maybe three um, full weekends to itself before Avengers comes in. Uh, So hopefully it'll do well. It it certainly won't have the longevity that Aquaman did. uh, Why why do you say that? Because Aquaman really had the entire month of January where not a goddamn thing came out. Gotcha. Um, You know, so it really, you know, Aquaman had the initial uh, competition with uh, Bumblebee and Mary Poppins, but neither of those did particularly well so uh, and then event and then everything kind of faded out and Aquaman kind of had that longevity all through January without any competition whereas I you know I, this one has competition a couple weeks in so I don't know' we'll, we'll talk about our thoughts on it but it certainly won't have the sleeper long-term hit uh, commitment that uh, Aquaman but Shazam is you know, they 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 had two showings yesterday, four and seven. I went to the four p.m. I'm guessing you went to the seven p.m. I did, I did. Yeah. We we went out and grabbed some a uh, burger beforehand, and then uh, went to the show. And I
1: got to tell you, it has been a long time. I feel like since I went to go see a movie at night. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm really sort of a four o'clock guy, but the four o'clock showing was uh, sold out, so uh, right. I had some terrible seats at the seven o'clock show.
0: Oof.
2: See, seven o'clock was actually earlier than I usually go because I tend to do like uh, seven forty-five, eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, did you? I, I went with the reserve seats because you know, I did too. Yeah, I'll be my damn. theater is all reserved seats. Nice. Yeah, my nice.
0: theater, my theater was
1: sold out, and I got, I was unless I wanted to sit you know right up in front of the screen, uh, I got the last two decent seats in the house and uh, uh, it was packed it was packed there was a lot of people there and it looked like the four, the, uh, the four o'clock show was sold out because I saw the the uh, seating chart for that. so a lot of excitement around this movie. Yeah,
2: it wasn't nearly as packed at uh, mine, but it was there were only a few seats left. Uh and I didn't get the area I normally get. I was further back than usual, but
1: still it was it's I love having the reserve seats. Yeah, it's nice to know where you want to to... sit. I still can't help myself, though. I still get there thirty minutes early. I can't help myself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you know, thirty minutes early, you know, but it just means that you don't necessarily have to. And if you and if you do, you can take your time. You can get your concessions. You can relax. You don't have to like specifically. For me. like, if I can get the seat, if I can pre-purchase my seats, I'll get the seats that I want. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about someone asking to move me, you know, like, oh, you know, there's an extra seat in between you. No, no. <laughs> That's the seat I bought. Yeah. yeah, I bought extra seats around me so that no one would sit next to me. I didn't. <laughs> but one day I will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's going he's to Kevin Smith his movie seating. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, are we dancing around it or
0: are, are, are we going to talk I feel about like we're we leading into it? Yeah, but yeah, let's okay. talk about the film itself. Aaron, why don't you go ahead and start us off?
1: Oh, I was afraid you're going to start with me.
0: Um, <laughs> uh,
1: I uh, did not care for the film. I uh, I number one, I felt like the movie wasn't for me. It felt like it was aimed at a younger audience. Um, and that doesn't mean that I can't enjoy something, you know, brighter, less dark. Um, it, it aimed really hard at comedy, and I felt like most of the time the comic timing was way off. I felt like the best comic scenes were revealed in the trailer, so there were very few times in the movie that I actually laughed out loud. Um, and let me, let me say, I, while I didn't like the movie a lot, I don't think it's a bad film, um, I just overall didn't enjoy it. In fact, you know, I took my wife and, and, you know, I had to, had to explain to her what this movie was going to be about. Right. And the whole time of the movie, I'm feeling bad. I'm like, Oh man, I, I can't believe I, I took my wife to see this movie. Um, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I am so going to hear about this when we leave. And she actually enjoyed it. She thought she, she, she was entertained in the movie. Um, I, I had a lot of problem with the villain. Um, and I also had a problem with the messaging in the movie. Um, the villain was extremely two-dimensional. Savannah's a hard sell for me anyway. Uh, but what I particularly disliked about their interpretation of uh Thaddeus Savannah is that, you know, he we never get to see his mad scientist side. It's all him hunting magic. Um, and and that it just he was just bad. You know, he was just too cartoonish uh for me to actually have felt some believability in him. And he actually, they actually started off with really humanizing the character, but then he just becomes this mustache twirling, you know, figuratively, of course, mustache twirling, bad guy. Um, And then in terms of the messaging of the movie, the movie opens up with Thaddeus Savannah, Uh, as a child, riding in the backseat of his dad's car when he gets the summons from the Wizard Shazam. And, you know, the Wizard Shazam is looking for someone who is worthy to become the champion of the Rock of Eternity. And... He, te- you know, uh, Savannah is tested and he's too easily tempted. And so he is rejected. And there wasn't anything when you're when you're watching that kid in the back seat of the car. He seems like any other kid. He seems like, you know, he's imaginative. He's playful. He is actually trying to exert, you know, a, a, chifle, a, a ch- childish playfulness in what is clearly a rather oppressive family. You know, where he's getting abused by both his his father and his brother. And he is rejected by the wizard Shazam that, no, you know, you're not strong enough. you're, You're not good enough. And yet Billy Batson later in the movie, who if I was comparing the first five minutes that we see Thaddeus Savannah versus the first five minutes we see Billy Batson in the film, I would have chosen Thaddeus Savannah.
2: Well, in fairness, the wizard never does say that Billy is worthy he says you're what i've got.
1: Well, and i do feel like that needed to be played up more that he's out of time and you know this is just the only thing i can i can work with because i i don't feel like they underline that enough. But what i felt like the message was saying was that th- there is people are not born intrinsically good. That you know that that you are well, you are either Good at birth, I, I said not. I, that I did not state my case correctly. You are either born good or you are born bad, and that Thaddeus Savannah was irredeemable at the at the the age of child. Uh, that he was pulled in at. And it really bothered me. I, I, I wanted to, I needed to see more of what made him that way, what made him susceptible and what distinguishes Billy Batson. And if we're not going to distinguish Billy Batson, I needed it to be just underlined in the movie that this is it. We're out of time.
2: Yeah. it definitely was not a movie of shades of gray. Yeah. So I, uh, I had made the comment earlier about some movies are just not for me kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. And the, that was how I felt about this as well. It yeah. it definitely I'm not going to say it was a bad movie. I mean, Same here. like like you, my wife really enjoyed it. Yeah. I just didn't. And initially when it first starts, I was worried this was going to be despite the trailers being uh, brighter that it was going to be another dark Warner Brothers movie where they forget to turn on the lights. Uh-huh. Because the first few scenes, the uh, the young Savannah scenes are like that. But after that, it gets bright. I had no complaints about the visual darkness like I have in most of the DC movies. My biggest problem was I like campy. I like, you know, Adam West Batman. Mm -hmm. This was overly campy and cheesy for me, though. And I think my biggest problem is when I look at the two characters of Billy and uh, Shazam himself, well, I still want to call him Captain Marvel even though they don't. Billy – the the kid actor playing Billy was more serious than the adult playing the superhero. Yeah. I wanted them at the
1: same level. I mean – Right. He should... – yeah, you, you, you needed to be able to see Billy through the guise of Zachary Levi, right? Exactly. You, you needed to be able to go, you no, know, those two guys are playing the same character. And you're right. They weren't because – every time uh, he he switched into the you know Shazam mode he was a completely different character and that shouldn't have been the case we should yeah, he, have been able to pick him out both ways
2: he went from a fairly serious kid to a big giant goofball yeah and,
1: and, and they they definitely they They were certainly trying to play up the aspect of Big, you know, the Tom Hanks film that Penny Marshall directed. In fact, there's even a straight up homage uh, in part of the movie. But the the there is an element of whimsy and charm and even maturity in the movie Big that I felt like Shazam never captured. I felt like it chased it a couple of times But it never truly captured.
2: Yeah. And there are just multiple moments in the movie where I'm just like, I don't buy that kid saying those lines. Right. And it's yeah, he's the big red cheese is what, you know, Captain Marvel's always been nicknamed as. But it just it was over the top when the kid was I thought the kid was a good level of kid versus mature. Uh And the kid is competent. and, And then when he gets his powers, he's like the opposite.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's sad. You know, you 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 mentioned the naming issue, right? You know, because you know, we've always known this character as Captain Marvel uh, lawsuits being what they are and Marvel being what it is. They own the name Captain Marvel now. In fact, they have their own Captain Marvel movie out, uh, which I, I find amusing, the timing between these two films, Uh but, you know, they don't have a good solution to the name for the character.
2: Yeah, because he can't say
1: – if his name is Shazam, he can't say that. Right. Yeah, it's I just – it's it's weird. It's a weird place for this movie to be. I mean – and they do they do a, 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 a uh, an adequate job making jokes about that as he's trying to figure out his name, you know, uh, Captain Sparklefingers. You know, I mean uh, – but it, it's weird, you know, in terms of how you're going to identify – Uh, But, you know, Wayne, you and I have uh, have, uh, you know, both expressed that, you know, we're not wild about this movie. I'm curious about what Paul thinks.
0: You know, so I saw it in a group of people, and um, you know, one of the so I saw it with Jen and, and her niece, who's thirteen, and uh, her father. And I got to say, out of the four, I enjoyed it the least. Uh-huh. Um, now, I will say, I didn't dislike the film. It sounds like I may have enjoyed it a bit more than you guys, but what I, uh, for me, I felt like the majority of the humor didn't land for me, You're right. and which is a bummer because that's what I was looking forward to. I was actually looking forward to the humor, Solomon. Not, uh, but you know, I think it just. I don't know, either, like, at some point, I'm like, I've seen all of the funny bits already in, uh-huh. yeah. from the trailer, uh, from the majority of the trailers. Uh, so, you know, like, the the jokes, did in context, the jokes didn't land as well as they do on a, you know, two-minute trailer. Um the villain was very one very one dimensional or two dimensional I, I will say for me it was it it tried to and maybe this goes back to what Aaron was saying, which is that this film wasn't necessarily for us mm-hmm. um you know there there were there were homages Easter eggs to things like talkie Tawny and you know the, the tiger and all that but I think this film was really meant to embrace me. Thirty years ago um yeah. you know i think i think i think a a a child or a teenager which you know which is funny because there's a, quite a bit of profanity and they could have probably dialed that back a bit um I think, you know, someone in the middle grade range, the 10 to 13 range, this film is absolutely perfect for them because it has elements of Home Alone and Goonie and and all those types of things. And I love that stuff as a kid. Absolutely.
1: And I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that because it did have a very 80s Mm -hmm. teen movie vibe to
0: me. Well, in addition Uh, to being taking place during Christmas, which I'll get to here in a minute. But, you know, like a lot of those films that you remember from the 80s, like Home Alone and things like that, Mm -hmm. those those are Christmas movies, but had that darker element to it. And I I would compare this to that. Yeah, I was thinking when I when when
1: the movie first started, I was like, wow, this kind of has a Goonies feel to it. You know, there's there's sort of that, you know, the the kids are are engaged in a culture and a lifestyle that the adults are just completely unaware of. Uh, And the. you know, yeah. the
0: random bullies things like that it is very yeah. much modeled after that yeah. so i do want
2: to give the movie a compliment on something i thought it did well in some of the fight scenes they did a good job of having him switch between uh you know the superhero and the kid and mm-hmm. that i thought looked visually appealing so like in one case uh he's being attacked and he switches to back to billy to slide under the legs of the monster and then turns back to shazam right, right. yeah i th- He uses the uh, what we've seen in the comics quite a few times of, you know, grabbing the villain and saying Shazam. So the lightning strikes them both. You know, he uses that as well. I thought that was visually well done.
1: You know, uh, one of the things I I was kind of amused by, uh, Queen music is more popular right now than it's probably been in 30 years. And they used uh, um, that song, Don't Stop Me Now, I think is what it's called. And I'm like, well, they're using the wrong Queen song. They should be using It's a Kind of Magic. You would think you so. You know, when they're doing the whole training sequence, and I'm like, It's a Kind of Magic would be much more appropriate to the scene.
2: Not untrue.
1: Yeah. The...
2: I will say also, Aaron, I agree with you. I had problems with the villain in that they just made him a... Opposite of Billy. Yeah. Well, that, power wise. I mean, yeah. that's Savannah has never been in the comics a that type
1: a, of powers. He's a mad scientist. Right. I mean, that's what drives me, drove me crazy in this movie. I'm like, it's like they wanted Black Adam because they wanted another magically charged character to fight him. They didn't they couldn't have Black Adam because black Adam's doing his own thing so they did Savannah but instead of embracing the mad scientist that is Savannah they rolled into what they did and you know he he didn't look like Savannah to me he looked like a Nazi you know yeah. he, he I mean the I he the only thing he was missing was a swastika. You know, just the kind of way he he just, you know, groused around in in his uh, you know, very tight jacket and pants. I just I it was it just seemed poorly conceived. It, it didn't feel like we need a, a villain who is organic to this character. It's just like we we just need a villain. Any villain will do. Hey, I like Nazis, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I and I say, I say Nazi just because of the appearance with with the way you know he, he winds up looking in the film. I just. I, I, it's and again i'm I'm banging on the movie. It's not a terrible film,
0: no, it's not a bad film at all honestly it is it is a great film to bring someone from ten to thirteen ages years yeah. of age. um it is very it is very much reminiscent of you know, guys our age, the films we grew up with, but it just doesn't, but it's it's trying to capture that charm intentionally instead of those films that captured it naturally. yeah,
2: yeah, I give the movie a solid b, maybe a b minus. It's just not for me. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think B minus is probably fair. Yeah. I uh, I was I, you know when I was sitting there in the movie theater, I was looking at my phone and I saw that Rotten Tomatoes had already had it at ninety seven percent from the four o'clock showing, and I was like, wow, this is going to be a really good movie. <laughs> you know, I was I got really excited about that, and all the reviews that I've seen online today are very positive. Um, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, these guys saw a movie that I didn't see. I think people um, are
0: just excited about the concept of a positive, you know, trying to yeah. be fun superhero film. It's not all, you know, gloom and doom, you know, because even well, the Marvel Universe right now is is relatively gloom and doom.
1: But at least in the Marvel Universe, you've had films like Ant-Man mm-hmm. and Guardians of the galaxy and captain marvel to be honest you know that are all very positive bright sort of films um can we just spend a moment i'd like to get your opinion because i think zachary levi is wildly miscast in this role do you yeah i would agree yeah i mean i I think think he is he is not my idea of uh of shazam see i think appearance wise i thought he looked the part
2: it's the acting you know how he acted didn't fit the character to me
0: you, you, but I did think he looked like him. You know well, what? I, I would have gone with it. I would have gone with John Cena. I, I don't that is Paul. You don't know who John Cena is? I don't think so. Oh, no, is, I, is, I definitely, definitely wouldn't. Yeah, I would not have gone John Cena. I would have gone with John Cena. Uh, so he he is a wrestler. Um, he's done a number of films, though. He's been in, uh, like, Daddy's Home, and and um, he's been in a bunch of comedies, actually. Uh, I, I think he has the, you know, he, yes, he's more, like, blonde, but I think they can figure that out. But I think Zachary Levi, you know, I appreciate that he buffed up for the role. And I'm actually a Zachary Levi fan. I loved Chuck um that that series and so i i like the guy as an actor i just think he was too goofy and i think he was, he, yeah but yeah, I, he, he looks goofy dork. that's the thing like <laughs> yeah. you know like shazam doesn't look goofy he's he he is goofy because of them you know because of what they're doing now which is that it's billy you know it's big billy instead of him actually being swapped out with shazam right. but zachary levi he just and i again like the guy visually on screen he actually looked fine but it 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 But like his, his, he was just—he's too, too Jim Carrey-ish almost, like the rubber face and the, Uh you know, the overexpression. Like I think he just played, hammed it up a bit too much for me. Um, In my,
1: in in my opinion, Shazam, uh, or as I prefer to call him, Captain Marvel, um, should look more. Traditional movie star good looks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if I was, if I could cast any actor out of any period in time to play this role, it'd be uh, M- Brendan Fraser. You know, from his younger days. Yeah, that would I be perfect. That, yeah, he'd be a perfect. Uh, you know, I used to always say that about Superman. I think even more so for Captain Marvel. Shazam. Mm-hmm.
0: So
2: if I could pick anyone, uh, and Brendan Fraser, I think is a great choice. I was thinking Brandon Routh. Yeah,
1: yeah, I can yeah, see I, that too. I, I think he's got to be a little bit beefier though. Yeah, because I, I do think that uh, that Captain Marvel's massive, right? Yeah. But yeah, I think I think uh, Brandon Routh w- would certainly bring the charm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think both both of those are good options. Yeah, um, you know, and. It's funny because the, of course there's, you know, they say there's no padding in the suit, but there's clearly padding in the suit, and there's padding in all the suits. Um, because spoiler warning, because I think it's okay to talk about the end, um, because it's already been revealed in the toys. Like if you go into Walmart, it's going to reveal that the Shazam family pops up in this film. Uh, Freddie Freeman, Mary Marvel, the others that no one cares about. Um, and you know, honestly, you know, some of those guys actually, and I was, I was. I really enjoyed that sequence. I enjoyed those characters. I wish we had gotten a bit more of Mary Marvel because she's so, so much an element of Billy Batson's and Shazam's history that for her to just be like one of five. Well, and it's it's funny. You get a you get a lot more of her. Than almost any of
1: the other kids before the transition, you know, so you get you get to know who who Mary is earlier in the in the show. Yeah. Uh, you get to see her struggle with if I go away to college, I'm leaving mm-hmm. my family. You know, so you really know a lot about her. But the minute she goes into Mary Marvel, she goes to the background.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad because she is one of my favorite characters in DC same here uh, yeah so I would have loved to have seen more of more I character mean... to her because the, basically they were all when they transformed each one is their power and that's it.
1: Yeah. And I will say it, it was a little confusing to have these, you know, five kids transform into their, you know, Shazam family counterpart. And you didn't get a direct, you know, Freddy transitions to, uh, you know, Kid Marvel or whatever he's called, you know, and all those different transitions. And other than the two girls,
0: it was hard to tell who was who you know in terms of of, yeah, of their character i would agree like uh, eugene was a bit different you know i mean yes like they just didn't spend enough time really making you understand yeah, who was exactly who.
1: i did love i got to tell you the, i of those kids um, I really enjoyed uh, the little girl. What was her name? Dorothy Darla? Dolores Darla. Um, I loved her. I thought she was great. I, I thought that I thought that that little girl was was fantastic in the movie. Um, you know, it, I, I love that she is she leads with her heart through the whole film. You know, she you know, new kid comes into the foster home and she's like, you're my brother. You know, and just, you know, hugs, hugs the the, the goo out of him. Um, I really got a kick out of that character. Um, the video game kid. Yeah. Um, Uh, and and it's, it's funny. I mean, I read the comics and whatnot. I can't remember these characters' names. Uh, he didn't land with me at all, at all. Um that was Eugene and, was that Eugene yeah that was Eugene. I mean I write I, the, the the because the kid's Asian I could tell which one he was when he transformed mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but like I was having a hard time picking apart uh the big kid when he transformed I had a hard Pedro. time picking him out
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pedro. Yeah. It was, you know, other than nationality, you know, because Eugene, uh, you know, he he comes big and 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 then Pedro turns into DJ Catrona. Yeah. It was
2: easy to tell which one was Freddie because he was the one that flew.
0: Yeah, well, and he was the one who actually, you know, spoke the most, and it was obvious that it was Freddie because that was Adam Brody um, from the O.C., uh, you know, it was, it, yeah, but I think for for some of the other characters, and, and part of it is just the way that fi- sequence was filmed, and, you know, I am a fan of this director, even though he's only done one film before, one, uh, I should say, uh, full-length film, he did Lights Out, which I actually quite enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a, it's a horror film. Uh, no, I'm sorry. He did two. He did Lights Out and Annabelle Creation. So he's known for horror, which right. is funny because the elements with the Seven Deadly Sins were not scary. Oh, can I complain about the Seven Deadly Sins for a moment? Yes, please. Yeah. Um, they they spent the Seven Deadly
1: Sins spend a lot of time talking. You know, they talk to Savant throughout the film. I think it would have been more effective had that had when they were in their creature modes. Had the creatures actually been physically talking? Had their mouths been
0: moving? Yeah, instead of like Uh, telepathically talking, I was wondering why they chose to do that. I think it was cheaper. (laughs) Possibly, so (laughs) it's less animation.
2: My complaint about the seven deadly sins was they could have been interchangeable.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was not absolutely.
2: Yeah, there was nothing to any of them to say. I am greed. I am you know sloth. I am envy. The only the only thing that did anything for any of them was envy being you know being the one to stick with savannah
0: yeah but at the end you know the weird thing yes it does but at the same time like once he came out and fought shazam he was interchangeable they are just interchangeable cg monsters
1: I wish that there had been a moment when they, you know, realize that Savannah is powered by the seven sins. Right. Um, That there had been a research mode. You know, I wish that that, you know, it seems strange to me that Billy knows what the seven deadly sins are. Yeah. you know it seemed like there should have been a moment where one of the other kids who's smart you know says, you know, educates him I, I would have liked to have, I w- would have liked to have seen that element in the film because for all of a sudden Billy to go well you know when I think about which sins are, are out and which one to be hanging back of course it's envy you know I'm like come on <laughs> <laughs> you know because you know we don't see any demonstration that, that, that uh, Billy is particularly well read uh, throughout this movie
0: no yeah but, so it's you know it it, it is not it could definitely i don't know it's there are fundamental issues with the film it is it it is enjoyable and i would say like um had the film been released in november i may have been in a better mindset for it because i was excited for shazam obviously we went to the early screening but like Mm -hmm. the fact that the film takes place during christmas immediately like took me out of the element um i don't know like that was just an odd thing for me i'm like well, clearly this was either meant to be released last Christmas or this Christmas. But they didn't want to compete with themselves, with Aquaman, or with Star Wars this Christmas. So yeah. they they dropped it in April. And I'm like... Because, like, why is this film taking place during Christmas? It, that That's not great. You don't release Christmas movies in April. Um, yeah. But, again, I did... I did find there are elements to enjoy and it's not just me being an apologist for it. Like, I mean, there are elements that genuinely, you know, I enjoyed from the visual standpoint. There are jokes that even though a bunch didn't land, um, you know, there, there were some that did, and there's, there is a decent amount of charm to it. And I got to say the kid actors out of everything in the film, the kid actors are, I, I thought were, were all pretty solid. Yeah. yeah there, I agree. There is
2: one joke that really landed with me that I won't, uh, I don't want to spoil for anyone that is going to see the movie. No. Well, that one landed too, actually. It's the one where he's on the top of the stairs and uh, everyone's around him. Oh, yeah. And he's trying to. Yeah. That one really landed with me. I didn't see it coming because that one wasn't in the trailer.
1: Yeah. All the other
2: funny ones were in the trailer.
1: As as, as much as, you know, I did not enjoy the movie overall, I will tell you that the theater I was in loved it.
0: Yeah. It'll do well,
1: for sure. Yeah. And yeah, your- I mean, the, and, and and I do think that the folk there were a lot of uh, of younger uh, moviegoers in the theater, uh, and it seemed to land really well with them. And so I'm like, I'm like, well, that's great. You know, I'd like to – even though this movie isn't for me. And I'm, I'm, I can tell you right now, this is not a film I'm going to buy on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no desire to see this film again. Um, I, I I hope that it does well. Because that will make DC, you know, that that would be a a third successful (laughs) DC movie. yeah. And it would make them, you know, really entertain brighter, funnier films. Yeah, because I want the lights turned
0: on. I thought they did really well with the not being too visually dark. Yeah. Who knew that people expected bright, hopeful superhero films from DC Comics? I mean, (laughs) you know, the company that made Superman. I mean, who knew? yeah who knew well speaking of dc comics next week in comic stores we have shazam, shazam. shazam. Uh, issue number four comes out from jeff johnson dale eaglesham we also have uh brian michael bendis on action comics issue 1009 continuing leviathan rising um from brian michael Bendis's wonder comics um whatever imprint uh, Dial H for Hero, Issue 1. Is anybody reading any of those? I'm, I'm not reading any of those. Oh, well, uh, um, Young Justice is coming out through it. But other than that, no. Yeah, Young and Young Justice,
2: I'm not liking at all. I'm just holding out to see what the Superboy story is.
0: Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, also from DC Comics, two big releases. Heroes in Crisis, Number 7 comes out. Um, so we only have three more issues to go, 7, 8, and 9. But the biggest release next week... Um, from DC Comics or from any publisher. Detective Comics issue 1,000, um, featuring an all-star creative cast like Bendis, Paul Dini, Warren Ellis, Jeff Johns, Tom King, Paul Dini, Kevin Smith, Scott Snyder, Pete Tomasi, Neil Adams, Greg Capullo, Amanda Connor, Tony Daniel, Jason Fabok, Jim Lee, Kelly Jones—just everyone, everyone, and their mother—is doing um, a story in Detective Comics issue 1,000. Uh, very excited about that one. And from you seem excited. I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from <laughs> <laughs> Marvel Comics, we get Amazing Spider Man number 18, which continues the Hunted story arc. We also get new issues of Fantastic Four, which continues the Herald of Doom story arc, Invaders issue three comes out we've been enjoying that series as well as marvel comics issue or marvel comics presents issue three and finally we are going to talk about this on a future episode of the show Uh, very soon avengers no road home issue seven comes out uh, from al ewing mark wade and jim zub uh, which features the first appearance well the first modern appearance of conan in the marvel universe in avengers book very exciting big week big week next week Big week. Uh, You can give us a call and
1: talk to us about the comics you're reading. Give us a call. Tell us if you uh, attended the Fandango Shazam pre-screening at 972-763-5903. That number, once again, 972-763-5903. And if we use your voicemail on the show, you'll win a coveted, valuable Ideology of Madness surprise.
0: You can also hit us up on our social media platforms on Instagram, IOMGeek, Twitter, Ideology Madness, or Facebook, IOMGeek, and leave a comment there. You never talk about our MySpace page, Paul. Oh, um, and MySpace. Or what about GeoCities? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'd have to look that one up. <laughs> An Angel Fire. We've got
1: our Angel Fire. Oh my page. God, Angel Fire! <laughs> <laughs> it has the most awesomest
2: middies. That's true. That's true. It does. It does.
1: <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Shazam! Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com.